Count Dracula. I am Dracula. They know how to make you smile. You're already here, why don't you stay a while? Kick back, relax, you freaks. They're playing all the tricks and taking all of the treats. Grab a whiskey and hang on tight. Smoke that bong with all your might. They write books, but that ain't all. One's short and smooth and one is hairy and tall. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. They argue about everything and then drive each other so insane. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Best buds talking book of the week. And all the horror stuff that they think is neat Hanging loose through in ridiculous reads Not cause we deserve it cause it's what we need Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne They argue about everything and drive each other so insane Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne it's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Welcome to Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. I am John Wayne. With me, as always, is Christopher Triana. Christopher, hello, sir. Welcome. Hey. Hey. Hey, yo, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. And, uh, you know, hey, we're not going to bury the lead here. You know, we're in the middle of our Monsters uh, series. and Monsters. We had, yeah, don't watch the Monsters. <laughs> we had a, uh, had to throw an overtime uh, flag at the last one so that we could keep going and continue it. So back with us uh, by way of um, his ultimate patience and uh, fine, fine wit and uh, rapier uh, good looks. Jonathan Butcher is back with us. Thank you for joining us again, sir, to continue this Dracula discussion. Fangs for having me back. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, that's that's <laughs> it. Uh, now you regret asking Wait, me back, don't you? We, we really have to start screening these guests, John Wayne. <laughs> okay. And thanks, guys, for joining us. Uh, we're going to wrap that one up. Chris, uh, we'll see you next time, buddy. All right. My aim is whenever I'm on here, you guys try to ban me. But then hopefully you do just end up asking me back. <laughs> That's just how it goes. You'll just end up getting asked back. Yeah. Even, when, even when you're trying to raise the stakes. Oh! oh! Yeah, don't, you don't want to start this. This, yeah. this puns. No, definitely I'll keep don't. going. It's horrible. It's a terrible thing. Terrible thing. I'm ashamed of myself. Bloody awful. <laughs> yep. Well, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I know the you're British, you guys say bloody all the time, but I know what you meant. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead, John, what you were going to no, say? No, I was just going to say, you know, we were we were uh, balls deep in our Dracula conversation last mm -hmm. uh, last episode. And um, like I said, we, we just talked so much. There's more information. We wanted to extend it to this one. So we're just going to jump back in in this episode. We're not doing the segments. We're just getting right back into our discussion. So um, I think Talking about Dracula. Dracula. Mm -hmm. So where yes. did you leave it last time? I know we were doing some John Carradine talk. A um, little bit, a little bit. I think that was what, uh, yeah, it, it was what, what uh, happened is we mostly talked about the history of the character, talked about Bella Lugosi and um, Max Shrek, Nosferatu. Uh, but then we kind of like 
ran out of time. There's, you know, so many other Draculas that we wanted to get into. I wanted to ask uh, Jonathan for his take, particularly on Christopher Lee, because like, you know, him being, you know, a, a Brit, he grew up with the, you know, the Christopher Lee stuff more than we Americans did, even though Christopher Lee is a very prominent Dracula worldwide. Right. Uh, so we want to talk about that and some of the other stuff like going from like the 70s on. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that sounds good. Is that, it, is that, am I remembering it correctly? I think so. I think that was yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, I went I off think, and made I sure I watched. We were, we were starting with uh, something a little uh, classic called Dracula versus Billy the Kid, uh, if I remember correctly. Did we did we cover that? Because I know you had mentioned we it. We touched briefly on it. I said it was really? one of the ones I watched. We said we'd get into it. but Okay. Uh, we could, we could yeah. start with that. You can get into it, John. I, <laughs> I, uh, I am familiar with this movie. Uh, but I have not seen it for a very long time. I barely remember anything about it. Uh, Jonathan, have you ever seen Billy the Kid no, versus Dracula? Never heard of it. Never seen it. <laughs> it, <laughs> it sounds uh, wicked, though. You oh, can watch it on Tubi for free. It's a John Carradine Dracula uh, with the spooky uh, ma- magician's hat and everything. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> it's like it breaks all the for some reason breaks all those rules about like, oh, Dracula can be out in the sun because he's going by horse drawn carriage and. You know, he's trying to uh, take Billy the Kid's like girl and uh, hypnotize her and, and, and all it just hilarity really ensues. Um, it is a silly movie, but I don't think it's supposed to. I don't think it was made as a silly movie. It was made as yeah. like a serious kind of like shoot him up cowboy Dracula movie. But it's very yeah. silly. No, it's it, it was like made during that era where Western films were enormously popular and, and like it was kind of the last dying legs of the monster movies of of old you know so it was kind of like old meets new in this thing but you mentioned the rules uh with with a lot of those older dracula movies you'll see that he he can move around by daytime it's just that his powers are diminished uh, because that was the original that was what the original story had like in in the novel and everything is that he he didn't die from sunlight necessarily he just was much weaker well i don't like it so <laughs> well i'm just saying like that whole thing dark that's that well I'm that saying. whole thing came later is what i'm saying it's like you know eventually also, when, when did now, that one come about when did what all come about when did the the whole turning to dust bursting into flames in the sunlight sort of stuff come about because somewhere along the line yeah but 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 if yeah. you if, if you're reading bram stoker's dracula or if you watch the bram stoker's dracula movie the coppola movie it's the same thing it's like sunlight Mm. he can walk around in the sunlight he's just he just can't do all the super shape-shifting stuff and everything that he normally does yeah because i because i watched the blood for dracula the one that used was originally called andy warhol's dracula and i was like you're in the sunlight (laughs) where's this bullshit and then yeah i remembered that of course gary oldman wanders around that's when he's like i was merely asking for the cinematograph or whatever right right yes that's pretty good good impression yeah yeah, he's got the granny glasses and the and he actually looks good in the top hat as opposed oh, to John Carrad as opposed to John Carradine who looks absolutely silly, you know. But uh anyway, uh John Wayne, do you want to elaborate a little bit on Billy the Kid versus Dracula? Well, Billy the Kid has gone straight in this uh in this scenario. He's changed oh, his wicked ways and he's now uh he's part of um he's working at a ranch and he's become the foreman there. He's worked his way up. He's gonna marry the the ranch man's daughter who He's not too keen on that himself, 
But then Dracula mm-hmm. comes in and starts fucking shit up. The other ranchers hate Billy the Kid, so they're trying to get him. And Dracula's trying to get his girl because he's fallen in love with Billy the Kid's girl. So then Billy the Kid pretty much has to turn back into like Billy the Kid and res- you know go back to his old uh, you know ways to fight Dracula uh, so he could win back, keep his his lady love from being taken away from him by Dracula. Okay, so is so this is like. I mean, obviously it's revisionist, but it's kind of a revisionist history, like a Tarantino type of thing. Oh, it has nothing to do with real Billy the Kid. Yeah, it's it's. Well, no, I know, I know. Of course it is. Of course he's fighting Dracula. Of course it is. But but I'm saying he fought Dracula. (laughs) I didn't. I hadn't read about that. But um, but my what I was going to say about the revisionist thing is like I guess he's older now because Billy the Kid was like twenty when he died. Twenty twenty one. Oh, that was pretty young. This has gone beyond like he hasn't died. He's just like a young man. Yeah. He's vim and vigor, dude, and he's got a great ass in those pants he's wearing, and he's just doing it, man. He's changed. Okay, okay. Ways, well, that's that's what I was wondering because, like, you're saying he's reformed. I thought, like, well, is he older? And he's like, you know, oh, re- no, he's still young and hot. He's dude. still he's still a kid. Okay, cool. Right. So, what w- what makes it funny? You said it's not supposed to be funny, but is it just like the cheesiness of the acting, the storyline? Like well. Well, just uh, the whole idea. Did you, hear the plot? did you hear me? <laughs> that could be a good, a good <laughs> right? ass movie. That could be a good ass Western vampire movie, though. They definitely could. I mean, you yourself was written about so. vampires but, in the West, dude. That's true. But Carradine yeah. is like, he's doing his like, and it's just like <laughs> super yeah. silly. Everything that happens is just very. Well, he's, he's always laughable as yeah. Dracula. Always. Oh, I see. Yeah. Always. Oh, okay. Um, just uh, you'd have to watch it. You have to experience, and you tell me. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's totally it's totally uh, you know it's not from like the seventies or like Grindhouse, but it's very much like a Grindhouse type of movie where it's just like okay, we got these two characters that are that we can throw together, and you know, people. It's just like a funny idea, and it's just kind of like a quick trashy movie, you know. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's great. Or, or it's not. I don't know. It's kind of like how now there's like a Winnie the Pooh horror movie. It's I can't just wait like, to do that. Too. It's like that. Yeah. It's like it's like it's basically like that. You know? I saw someone say that was the single worst film that they'd ever seen, which is quite a bold claim. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. But but not surprising either. I'm <laughs> so just like really. I mean, know? I've seen a lot of shitty movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you think it was going to be great? It's 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 just that thing. It's like it's it's people capitalizing on the fact that something is royalty free. You know. Uh, pretty soon we're gonna. It's gonna be interesting in a couple of years because there's a lot of characters that are going into the, the public domain, like Superman and Batman and Captain America. So I don't know how like these companies, like Warner Brothers and and whatever, like how that's going to work because they make their money off of owning those rights. So it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, if anyone can make a Batman movie all of a sudden, you know? Yeah, so I didn't realize that you couldn't just pay to elongate the copyright or, like, re-copyright it or something. Chris, are you speaking of, like, like a Warner Brothers loses its rights to it, not, like, DC loses its rights, right? No, no. It, well, it's, it's that... It's not that they completely lose the rights. It's that they lose the exclusivity, I guess. Oh, okay. Because, you know, they can still make stuff, but... Anyone can, you know, it's public domain. It's kind of like how any of us could write a book set in a Lovecraft universe now, you mm-hmm. know, because he's in public domain. Any of us could write a Dracula story, um, you know, like that's what happened with Winnie the Pooh. So that's why these guys were able to make this cheap ass, you know, slasher Winnie the Pooh movie because it's public domain now and no one can stop them. Yeah, I like it. 
I guess. Anyway, that's that's uh Billy the Kid versus Dracula. Yeah. Um do you have any other any other commentary on it? Like do you want to tell us like what ends up happening or No, I don't. I want don't to... give it away, right? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I'm gonna no just spoilers. I, I'm gonna do that right away. <laughs> it's of no consequence. Of course he beats Dracula back and you know he gets his girl. And but uh, does he do it with like wooden bullets or something? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Called it. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> awesome. He has to go back to sharpshooting. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh god. Can't believe All right. It's it, a good one. <laughs> well, I, I would like to talk a little bit more about Blood for Dracula, also known as uh, yes. Andy Warhol's Dracula, uh, because you just watched it for the first time. I happen to love that movie. Uh, <laughs> and, and I were laughing as you should because it's not a good movie. I'm not trying to say it is. I love it for demented reasons. Um, John Wayne, are you familiar with it? Did you have you seen it? Did you watch it? I, I have not seen that one. No. Okay, that's it's it's understandable that you wouldn't have <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Uh, for one, it was very hard to find for a long time. It was out of print, uh, but then finally it resurfaced, and uh, I think Vinegar Syndrome put it out not too long ago, and uh, it was on shutter not too long ago um but i have like the ancient dvd of it uh it's it's from the 70s and it stars the great udo kier who i love you know the german actor um and he plays dracula in it uh but it's a very very different movie it does not follow the the traditional dracula story he's just the dracula character and uh his assistant like brings him to this castle and he's just basically like just starving and whining like he's just kind of like complaining like oh my terrible curse i'm so hungry i need virgin blood that's the other thing they it has to be virgin blood in this one he can only drink the blood of virgins so basically he goes through the movie just walking up to women and asking if they're virgins which is really funny to me he does it like am i right he does it like constantly are you yeah, all the way through it all the way through with the german accent too are you a virgin i absolutely love virgin you're like i can't do it but like you know he's you can't sense it at that point i was just thinking why does he just eat babies I, I i couldn't hear you guys were both talking. sorry that's Job okay well. what what john wayne i, I, I was say? just saying that i i don't understand why he doesn't just eat babies Kids and babies are much more likely to be virgins. Why is he going up to the, all the attractive women and being, are you a virgin? Oh, oh times are yeah. changing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so emo. Uh, he's, he's so emo. Dude, women. he is He is so, you're so right. He is so fucking emo in it. He's so emo. And it's that's one of the things that's so funny to me about yeah. it. Uh, oh, it's John, hilarious. And it is fucking mad as well. It's, it's totally mad, right? Film. Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts. Um, John Wayne, you were going to say something a minute ago? Uh, I totally forgot what I was saying. It was, uh, uh, and I apologize for stepping on you, Jonathan. It's hard. We, I can't hear myself. We're having a little bit of audio issues, so I'm trying not to step on you guys because I can't. We can't hear things like we could. So I apologize yeah. for stepping on you there. Uh, I always do that. I think there's like a slight time difference, so I'm constantly interrupting you guys and feeling bad. So it's all good. Um, wh all good. One of the maddest things about it is, well, I mean, there's so much, but like the accent is. <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. hilarious and, and as like a European myself I know that not a single accent in that movie apart from maybe the dad has the accent that he is supposed to have or she is supposed to have yeah um, Udo Kier is German he's supposed to be Romanian so he's yes. supposed to speak a lot uh, however yeah. the 
However, he's supposed to have the he's supposed to have yeah he's supposed to have like the Lugosi accent you know being Romanian, but instead he's like a very thick German accent. Yeah, yeah, and like he goes to Italy to yes. try and find a virgin for some reason, um, and then all of them sound Eastern European, so they might actually be <laughs> Romanian. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was going on with it, dude. It's yeah. hilarious. Um, but I, it's I, but it's some amazing stuff, like like. When he finally gets the blood and he's just like in ecstasy and just like the blood all over, it's like it's so demented and wonderful. Um, and and yeah, he's just he's so unhinged in the role that that I I adore that movie for that yeah. reason. He completely goes for it, um, as he always does. You you can always rely on Udo Kier. Oh, I love Udo Kier. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no like smirk like or anything like that. Nothing's tongue in cheek. He is wholeheartedly in it, which I, I think is really. Oh cool. yeah, yeah. Um, when he drinks the wrong blood, I think that's yes. awesome. Yeah, yes, the that, first that time was, you see it is the best because he that's, has that's, like the go. On. No, no, I was just gonna say like when I was saying a minute ago with like when he gets the blood, that's the scene I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. when he gets well, the wrong it, blood, it happens he goes more than once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he gets yeah. like the spooky green light on him, which makes him look like he's very, very sick, and then yeah. he is very yeah. very sick puking yeah. up blood and, and the noises that he makes as well when he's vomiting they're yeah. actually quite gag gag worthy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um did you know that uh, do you remember a scene I've, I've seen it really recently so it's all quite fresh in my mind you know might not remember it but in the inn um Dra uh, dracula's assistant who's like basically like an igor type character right or, right or, or um yeah or renfield renfield yeah. yeah he plays a game with the peasants um and it's like you have to try and replicate exactly what he's doing for a drink. So there's various bits of cheating involved. But the guy who does that is Roman Polanski, the peasant. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot of weird, like, political stuff going on in it. Mm. Um, the dude who is, like, the hero, who is a massive rapist. He's a weird <laughs> raper guy who goes around just, like... like weird raper guy. <laughs> I just yeah. like that term. That's the name of your next book, dude. Weird raper guy. <laughs> I stole it from Steve Brawl, I've got to admit, so I can't oh, take okay. credit for that one. Oh, okay. um, but he is always going on about, like, um, the difference in the class system, and he moans about how um, all of the, the upper classes need to be abolished, and he's like a straight-up socialist, but yeah. he's like the, the, shown as the hero, but he's going around raping everyone. And I know. He, he, like, he rapes insane. one of the daughters just so that she's not a virgin, so Dracula yeah. can't so drink Dracula her can't blood. Get her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's mental. <laughs> I know the movie's absolutely fucking batshit. Uh, yeah. Like like you said, you watched it a little more recently than I have, but I've watched it a couple of times over the years. I even when I was um, when I was a teenager, I had this like page from Fangoria ripped out that I guess they did an article on it, and it was just a, it was a full page. And it was just Udo with with his head back and blood coming out of his mouth, and I just thought it was the coolest image. I had that on my wall like for years when I was living at home. Um, so I, I have a fondness for that movie. Um, I think I had mentioned it before when we brought it up but i wanted to mention again that uh it's funny that it was called andy warhol's dracula because andy warhol had virtually nothing to do with the movie uh same thing with um andy warhol's frankenstein which became flesh for frankenstein also stars udo kier done by the same people and that one you should watch because that one's even more insane than blood for dracula is Flesh for Frankenstein has a scene where he's where because uh, um, Udo plays Dr. Frankenstein and there's a scene where he's laying on top of a body that he's trying to bring to life and he's and he's like 
cut a hole in the stomach so he can fuck the organs. And he's just literally on top of it, just writhing and fucking the organs. And it's not like a short scene. It goes on and on and on. And it's really fucking disturbing. That's and not how he brings them shit. to life, is it? <laughs> well, like, he says... Like life for life or whatever? <laughs> well, he says, uh, probably the most famous line from the movie, well, actually, it must be, um, is he, he says to his Igor character afterwards, he says, in order to create life, you must first fuck life in the gallbladder. <laughs> That's like the actual line. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. All right, yeah. I've got to watch that then. I'll you, put you myself do. through it just for that <laughs> There is some really funny shit in that one. That one's even better than than the Dracula one. Yeah, because oh. it is ponderous. Like, there's some really funny stuff. It's like really porny. If you if you like that, like, there's not much like violence in it until the final section, which is super super violent. But it is yeah. it's a very slow film. You know, it it's is about two it hours is. long as well. Yeah, it, it it is it is a slow movie. It does require patience. Uh, but if you're a fan of grindhouse films, if you're a fan of exploitation cinema. Then that's that's what you're that's what you want to go for because that's clearly what it is. Like you said, it's it's highly sexual. It involves rape and blood drinking, and it's all sorts of wrong and mm -hmm. and crazy. Uh, so it's very much an exploitation film. Yeah, uh, and, what, and, what and an thing experimental is... one. In what way? And uh, and an exper experimental one as well. Yeah, no, I said in, in what way is it like? Um... Because the way that it rearranges the story, or oh well, yeah, everything that it does with it, you know, um, you know, that was one of the things that I think were like you mentioned Polanski's in it, and Warhol was not he didn't really have anything to do with it, but his name got attached to it because it was all of these arty experimental filmmakers and artists of the time, uh, you know, got together and were like playing with these different ideas of how they could recreate these now royalty free characters and that's where these both those movies came from that awesome yeah it, it, it's yeah. definitely a fun one if you're in the mood for that um, but one thing i do want to say is apparently the cut version is much more common than the uncut one so if people yes. do want to go and seek it out definitely find it the uncut version because of this this minimal gore but what there is is fantastic um and apparently a lot of that's cut and a lot of the sex too so yes that. that that is the case with both of those uh movies uh you know blood and and flesh they're both both have cut versions. So yeah, you do want to make sure that you're getting the uncut ones. Um, and like I said, Vinegar Syndrome came out for them recently, and I'm sure that they're, they'll have the uncut version. Um, yeah. Sometimes, some, sometimes it's uh, like, like you said, like those are just like, it's got like the extra, um, the extra gore and grossness in the uncut versions. Cause sometimes you'll get a movie and it'll be the uncut or the director's cut and it'll be a completely different movie. This is not so much that it's just taking out the really good parts. So you want to make sure you get them. I, I, um, <clears throat> sorry, I believe I've uh, somewhat repaired my issue. I can hear everything now. Oh, good. Uh, I wanted yes. to, to bring up uh, another one. Um, if I may. Yes. Vampire Hookers. I touched on this last time. It was one I brought up. It's another Carradine plays a Dracula-like character, but he's not, maybe not Dracula? I don't know. Did you see that yeah. one? Uh, yes, but it, it all blurs together because there's a lot of those 70s, particularly the Hammer films, with yeah. um, um, goddamn um, Madeline Smith. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like who, who I just absolutely love. She's like the most beautiful woman ever mm -hmm. and she was in a bunch of those like buxom vampire slut movies yeah you know 
Uh, so the, the, like the vampire lovers is is the one that I think I think that's the name of it. Well, this um, one is like a slapstick comedy for like pretty much all of it, dude. It's like it's oh okay, never mind. It then. starts I, I, with it starts with these like two sailors on shore leave, and like they're there like just trying to get laid in New Orleans, and it's like you forget it's a vampire. Like I forgot it's a Dracula movie. Okay. So they're just like it's like thirty five minutes of them like oh yeah, not not like fucking just slapstick ridiculous. Okay, that's bullshit. That's that's my mistake because like when you said it, I was thinking of the vampire lovers, but you like said vampire vixen. hookers. Yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Those ones that are kind different of like things. sexy. It's a different thing. Like this had titties in it and stuff, but like it was just slapstick funny. They would like lure. They had cab drivers that would lure, like take you to the to the to the cemetery where then the hooker vampire hooker opens like with a fucking crypt just lever just pulls this lever and like it's like <laughs> opens up and like there's the fucking Drac dracula of new orleans lair under the ground and stuff <laughs> and they just take people down there and fuck them and then and eat them um and they're but like drinking like bloody marys and having like high tea with mr newman and shit it's fucking hilarious <laughs> that's you know it's funny um Nicholas Cage bought a tomb in um in, in New Orleans, like this pyramid-shaped tomb that mm -hmm. he wants to be buried in with his his Asian girlfriend who's like 40 years younger than him. Nice. Um, do you think that's why? <laughs> do you think it's because I, I don't you know what? <laughs> yes, I'm gonna go and say I, that. Exactly I would say yes. Why. It's exactly yeah. why. And I'm I'm glad you bring that up because that brings me to my point. This is Nicholas Cage has a tomb and it's based on this. <laughs> Well, he is. People do often say that, like, he's part of that con uh, vampire uh, society conspiracy or... conspiracy theory. You know, yeah. like he doesn't age like him and Keanu Reeves and Paul Rudd and like those guys. Mm -hmm. and so, so maybe that is why. Maybe we're onto something. We should go fucking check out that tomb. Maybe we're we... through the looking glass here, people. <laughs> <laughs> we'll meet up with his twenty-year-old girlfriend. We'll go visit the tomb, and we'll get down buried with him and stuff. It'll be fine. I, I hope so. I hope so. Um, yeah, uh, Vampire Lovers is from like 1970, 71. It's a British gothic horror film, but it's not necessarily scary, even though it has like some standards like uh, Peter Cushing, Ingrid Pitt. Um, it, it's really more of like that softcore horror, you know, mm -hmm. with these beautiful women with big tits. Um, mm -hmm. Madeline Smith, as I said, uh, perfect example of that. And uh, And yeah, I love it because mostly because of her because she's so unbelievably hot you know yeah. she's just one of those hammer hotties you know from the from the old hammer films they had some H -H, beautiful baby. women there's some H -H. beautiful women yeah. yeah ingrid pitt and people like that in there as well yeah ingrid pitt yeah ingrid pitt is yeah. in this in this movie yeah, yeah. vampire mm -hmm. lovers it's her and peter cushing and george cole um yeah it's a bunch right. of those guys a bunch of those oh, yeah. standards the old standards. Um, but Madeline Smith, uh, you probably know she was one of the Bond girls, and uh, she was in a lot of these like soft core vampire movies. Mm. But I don't think Dracula. I don't think there's any Dracula and vampire lovers. I think they're just vampires. Yeah, they're just like vampires. We've got to cut yeah. all that conversation then, because we're not talking about vampires. Yeah, we're, we're totally off. Totally off subject. This <laughs> no, is but bullshit. It, but it because because it was John Carradine. <laughs> that's it's the Carradine connection that I was making there. See, he like he's still silly like Dracula like, but he's like now I'm by the by or now yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same he's, thing though he's uh he's swampula in, yeah in that. yeah he's a that man 
So he's he's kind of like, does he like wear like a white suit and drink yes. mint juleps and stuff? <laughs> yes. Like it's like this weird little like light colored suit and hat that he wears. And then they hold like because they have Bloody Mary time where they're all sitting yes. down in the crypt. That's hilarious. Fucking glasses like this and shit. I'm serious, dude. So he's like I a Tom Wolf. This shit up. So he's like a Tom Wolf Southern Dandy Dracula. Exactly. Yeah. With That's his fabulous. With his three fucking hookers, dude. That's fucking amazing. I do declare. Yeah. <laughs> There's way too much garlic in this here parlor. Hey, sort of vapors. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so stupid! I love it. But yeah, but anyway, that was the connection I was making. So there, yeah. It's it's a it's okay. You don't need to. Yeah, like we we go off on so many tangents. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. But anyway, all right. um, I digress. (laughs) Okay. uh, So speaking of sexy and romantic Draculas, Jonathan, you said you watched the Franklin Gala Dracula film. Yes. Yes. Uh, Let me let me. Pull this up because I can't. I didn't remember all the details. It's it was directed by John Badham, uh, and it came out in 1979. Uh, starred Franklin Gella in the title role, uh, but it also starred Lawrence Olivier as Van Helsing and uh, Donald Pleasance, everyone's uh, beloved Doctor Loomis. Uh, he's also in it, uh, and Kate uh, Nelligan is in it as well. And this this much like the the Bela Lugosi one was based off of a stage adaptation. Uh, that they did first, and then they decided to make it into this movie. And it does differ from, you know, Stoker's original, but it's it's close to it. But they like change names of some of the characters, like Nina and Lucy, change names for some reason. No yeah. real explanation for that. They just do it. Um, but this is another one that I haven't seen in a very long time. So you're going to be fresher on it than I am. Yeah, Jonathan. that's okay. I, I, um, I just finished it but, today, in fact. Oh, so you're super fresh on it, uh, John Wayne. Have you seen this one? I don't believe so. No, tell me about it. No. Okay. Um, yeah, it's 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 essentially the, the Dracula story, but it's played a little bit differently. Um, you do have all the characters in place. You've got Renfield. You've got, um, you know, uh, like I said, Mina is now Lucy. They changed names for some reason. Uh, but you've got, you know, Renfield and Van Helsing and all that. Um, but it's presented much differently. Like Dracula isn't so much the monster in this one. He's very gentlemanly and he's very romantic. It's like he needs... Uh, her name is Lucy in this, but he needs Lucy slash Mina. He needs her like, or else he'll die. Like he needs her romantically. Um, and it's almost like, it's almost like all of the heroes, like this is how I remember it anyway. It's been a while, but it's almost like all the heroes Van Helsing. Those guys are almost like persecuting him just for being different yeah. in a way. You it kind of that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, cause he's like, he's almost like the romantic lead in the movie. If I'm remembering it correctly. Yeah. And he's smooth as fuck in it totally. as well. Yeah. He, he <laughs> does look like he's like, I, I was reading up on it a little bit beforehand. So I found out that he had already, Oh, also, first of all, I just wanted to say when you said Franklin Geller last time, mm-hmm. I thought you said Franklin Geller. And oh. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? There's no Franklin <laughs> Geller who ever played Dracula. Anyway, uh, yeah, so he'd already played Dracula on Broadway. Uh, before yes. they, they made the movie right but he right. had he had stipulations about um he will pay play the role if do you know what those are i do not he was like no fangs i refuse so there's i'm not gonna have any fangs and yeah. i want to explore dracula's soulfulness <laughs> so that's why that his words apparently yeah. so that's why it's much more like it's a it's like a fantastical romance there's a couple of bits that are um yeah, pro- proper horror like when mina comes back from the dead she looks 
really really nasty yeah. and quite quite eerie um but for the for the most part yeah he, he's like he's the tragic lead um yeah. in, in a lot of ways and every time like every time he appears um he makes the most awesome like entrance whenever he's yeah. there the first time you see him basically when he's not in wolf form um and he is like a, a vampire he emerges uh, um the renfield character is trying to haul his coffin up the steps in this really really dank crypt and you just see his silhouette appear at the top of the stairs and then the next moment he like morphs into a bat and flies down towards uh towards renfield and bites him so basically every single time you see him he's like emerging from the shadows or he's like yeah. riding on horseback or something like yeah, this. Yeah. really he's he's awesome in it i have to yeah, say like, yeah he uh, is he's very very dramatic in it and the movie overall is is very stylish um you know for the way you know particularly for its its time you know the 70s but it's um just a lot of the camera work and a lot of the visuals like you were talking about it's a very stylish very slick presentation i think yeah oh definitely um the like the opening tricked me i, I only did a bit of reading up um on the background of it while i was watching it um but the opening for sort of five or ten minutes is a hundred percent like horror yeah um, you see the castle and it's got the uh, very very memorable score that's going on in the background and then there's like the violent storm and there's one of the only bits of actual gore in the movie when um the the, the ship is basically wrecked on shore and he emerges as like a wolf man like yeah. tears someone's throat open i was like this is this is going to be a badass dracula yeah but then the soulfulness came in yeah yeah then, <laughs> then like... it gets then it gets uh again it gets romantic and a little softcore ish yeah, yeah. like the does. tagline uh, is a love story yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah that's that's what i was saying it was like it's presented a little bit differently it's it's uh he's like this romantic gentleman uh with the ladies you know mm -hmm and uh and yeah that's where like you almost get this perception that van helsing and the other guys are almost like persecuting him just because he's different in a way even though he is a monster you know yeah uh, i mean he's just... already poisoned uh mina and yeah. she you know ends up killing a baby so yeah they're persecuting but he's also sure he, he is he is i'm just saying <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying the way the movie is presented it's it's yeah. like they make it so you're like almost supposed to sympathize with him yeah you know for sure Whereas other Dracula movies, you're like, no, he's the fucking bad guy. There's more of a gray area with this one where it's like, okay, he's bad, but I kind of like him. I, I kind of uh, either I want to be like him or I, or I want to fuck him. You know, it's like, <laughs> like yeah. as an audience member, you're watching it. You're like, oh, yeah, this guy's kind of awesome. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, you were saying earlier you wanted to hear my views on like Christopher Lee. And like I watched a Christopher Lee movie before this as well. And um, he is from the first moment that you see him, Christopher Lee is the villain he is absolutely trying to be frightening there's there's no yep. i mean there, there's like seduction to him but there's no romance there's not none of that no, gentle no. soulfulness or tragedy yeah. about it whereas no, his, Frank, his his yeah. seduction is very dominant it's very like just pulling them in yeah. but but yeah i'm sorry frank go ahead but, frank well, just opposite. frank is like the the, the opposite of that yeah. i mean he, he he becomes like a bad guy but only when it is necessary it's almost like it's when he's been exposed 
Yeah. Um, in in private moments, he's he's yeah, um, much more uh, not loving. That isn't the word, but he's he's softer for sure than than he's, any other yeah, director I think I've seen. He's super romantic. Yeah, he yeah. he really is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that that's one of the that's why I brought it up to you guys last time is because it's it's um it's not as quite as well known as of course as you know Lee and um and and everything, but um it it's it's just it's one that i think deserves to be recognized you know and it is in like in 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 vampire enthusiasts like you know appreciate it um and it is it was very well received when it came out you know um but it's just kind of i don't know disappeared into the background so that's why i always like to bring it up when we're talking about dracula yeah it's like it's super stylish as you said like the first time that you see him doing something otherworldly apart from the turning into the bat he's crawling down the wall and that is so cool to look at that's yeah. a fantastic image um the when he finally hooks up with uh lucy that looks almost like a bond like opening credits <laughs> all of like yeah. the wild yeah. red colors and almost yeah. like yeah. The hallucinogenic kind of yeah uh, it's super stylish it. it's super yeah. stylish yeah yeah, I, I, that's one of the things that uh, made it so memorable to me is, excuse me, is just the way that it's shot and the use of color and the use of camera angles. Um, it's it's very trippy. It's almost um, it's almost like Dario Argento esque in a way, you know, mm. like you could like you see like you were saying the use of color and everything. The way like Argento would like like in Suspiria and movies like that where you like it's it's all this mood just based on just a color and an angle, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Super, super saturated colors. Um, yeah. There was only two other things that I wanted to mention, like what, the famous line when you hear the wolves, um, the children of the night, what sweet what music they music make. They make. Yeah. Frank says, what sad music they make. Um, oh, yeah. Right, he's, mopey. He's, 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 up. he's getting a little emo there like Udo, right? Yeah. Not nearly um, as bad, but <laughs> oh god, no, no, no! He's way cooler than, than Udo's, Udo's cool. Dracula. Yeah. Udo's Dracula is not cool at all. <laughs> he is so not cool. He's just a fucking mess, and it's funny as hell. <laughs> he's vomiting uh, up blood and stuff because it's not merchant blood; it's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he gets messy in that movie, especially at the end. <laughs> Um, I didn't know if I wanted to do spoilers if it matters, but like Dracula's comeuppance in the Frank uh, in the Frank version is very very cool. Yeah. Um, do you remember? Should I mention uh, it or should we leave it for people? I think we should leave it. I think because okay. I remember it vaguely, um, mm. but I think we should leave it because we you know if we're building up this movie and telling people to check it out. We don't want to totally spoil it. Unlike yeah, Billy the Kid versus Dracula, which I think is okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Or did we? <gasps> uh, yeah, I was just about to say, John Wayne, you've been kind of quiet over there. I was um, jacking with my audio issues. So. You were jacking off. It's okay. Yeah, and I was jacking on as well. Yeah, I mean, he's got two hands. So yeah, we're, on, we're talking about a <laughs> we're talking about a sexy movie. Yeah, so, so I, talking I about it was I started off with that. I was like, oh, this is getting pretty sexy. And then I lost my feet again. I was like, oh shit, can't stop now. Like, gotta fit. You know, <laughs> gotta finish. Gotta finish. <laughs> yeah, it's all good though. I'm back. <laughs> Well, do you, do you guys want to get into the Christopher Lee then? Because uh, yeah, we almost segued there anyway. We love you. Yeah, because yeah. um, I totally agree with you. Were saying uh, Jonathan in every one of those movies, he's clearly the villain. He's clearly very scary, um, and he also he was the Dracula with like the bloodshot eyes, like completely yeah. red bloodshot, which I always thought was a really cool look yeah. uh, for Dracula. But he still, at the same time, kind of honors the um, the classic Lugosi look with the slick back hair and like the, the cape with the big collar and all of that. Um, 
Uh, but uh, another thing that that makes him more of a villainous Dracula is like I remember it was the first one that he did. It was Horror of Dracula, I, I believe is the name of it. Um, Horror of Dracula. I think that's the one that I watched actually in preparation. Yeah, that's I'm pretty sure that was the very first. Let me just check my notes. Horror of Dracula. Um, that is the very first Christopher Lee Dracula movie. And what I was saying about him being a very obviously the villain is in that particular movie. I mean, he made like eight Dracula movies, something like that. But in that particular one, at least, uh, he, he doesn't even have much dialogue in the movie. He's just this kind of scary presence, you know? And uh, Jonathan, you're shaking your head. You're saying that like that that's the one you just watched recently? Yeah, uh, I, w I watched it a few weeks back, um, so it's not as clear as the other two in my head. But um, yeah, he, he's not much of a talker. He's more of a growler and a hisser. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, one, one word orders to people and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, very um, monosyllabic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so does... yeah, that's... I'm sorry. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Is he the most, like, is he played Dracula the, the most on film? Like I think so. You know that first, like, because I'm looking at is because looking at the ones that I watched, I watched the Satanic Rites of Dracula and uh, Dracula AD 72, like that one. Um, and but there's a lot of them, there's so many. Like, is he has he played Dracula the most on film? I think I can't imagine anyone else who, who has... maybe, well, maybe, maybe John Carradine. Um, mm. so let's see. You guys can keep talking. I'm just gonna, yeah, but he it. was like Draculite, so that only sort of half. <laughs> Half counts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. It's, it's definitely him. Yep. Christopher Lee's played Dracula more times in film than any other actor. Okay. Uh, in, in nine movies. Yeah, I said eight. It's actually nine. So he was Dracula in nine movies. Uh, but John Carradine was probably at least five times, and you know, mm. including like Billy the Kid and all that shit. Yeah. Um, but those titles yeah. Dracula though, since he wasn't officially Dracula in Billy the Kid. Well, I thought it was called Billy the Kid versus Dracula. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Vampire Hookers. My bad. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I get this confused. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. sorry. But no, but, but no he, played, he played film. Dracula. He played Dracula in like, you know, like the, the House of Frankenstein and like all those other yeah, like yeah, old yeah. horror movies too. Um, but no, I, I Lee's played him the most times. And although the character changed a little bit like throughout the course of those films, he his presence is still very much the same. I know he ends up having more dialogue in some of the other movies, but in yeah. Horror of Dracula, he's very stoic and very evil. Yeah. Does he always play the same Dracula? Or is every time he ends up getting killed and then it's just like a new reimagined version of Christopher Lee as Dracula? That's kind of how I remember them, is that he's just always Dracula, and sometimes they don't even bother trying to explain how he's back. Yeah, I'm um, pretty sure he's like the same Dracula throughout all of these, pretty much. He also played Frankenstein, the monster. Yeah, uh, He also did play him as well in uh, Curse of Frankenstein, the Peter Cushing movie, which is pretty good. I did not know that. Yeah, it's, it's one of the... It's one of the um, one of the better hammer like uh, Frankenstein movies. Does he it's have pretty, the old square good. top of the head? Kind of. Um, yeah, he has. He looks more. I mean, he's not like not as uh, like as melodramatic in, in uh, grotesquery as, say, like the Boris Karloff one. He almost looks like just a guy that's really stitched up, mm. you know, <laughs> but it's, it's worth saying it's 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 pretty good. Uh, but of course, he's much more well known as Dracula and beloved as Dracula, as we just uh, clarified, he played Dracula on screen more than anybody else. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I definitely saw a lot of, um, well, not a lot. I saw 
you know, and knew of the Christopher Lee Dracula movies growing up and as a young horror fan, but you didn't see them as much in, in the, in the States. Like, even if you went to the store to rent horror movies, you didn't see them a lot. Like you, you're shaking your head, John, when you, yeah, you agree with I, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You didn't, they weren't very prevalent in our society, I guess here. Or, or yeah. They, they our, just weren't like corners, you know, they just weren't a, a, as available as I'm sure they were much more plentiful and popular in, um, in, in Europe or the, in the UK, particularly. Uh, so Jonathan, did you want to elaborate on that? Well, I was just going to say that, yeah, Chris, Christopher Lee, when you were saying uh, last last time we were on, um, who you see when you think of Dracula, then, yeah, for me, Christopher Lee every, every single yeah. time. Yeah. Um, I've, as I mentioned last time, I've never really been the biggest Dracula fan, but he he's always the one that I think of every single time. And I do think that Christopher Lee is an absolute fucking king, basically. He, he's like... He's such a classically British actor with such a like a yeah. commanding presence, and he does awesome shit as well. Like, um, he he did the the um, narration to like a power metal album, Rhapsody of Fire, because he's got that yeah. very commanding theatrical voice. And stuff. Yeah, well, he he yeah. actually released a couple of like not full albums, but he released singles of like him singing metal. Like, really? he, yeah, like and, like when Dracula? he was. <laughs> no, it's just him. But yeah, that would be great metal. too. Be awesome. But no, like, but he was like ninety, and he released like these metal. He even did like a metal Christmas song. Like, what the fuck? I'm not <laughs> yeah, kidding. This is real shit. This is real shit. No, he was he was fucking rad, dude. He was awesome. Um, Here's another one that I just wanted to mention that, that you'll probably like. In Lord of the Rings, there's a scene. Uh, it might be even his character. I don't know where um, someone gets stabbed in the back. <clears throat> and Peter Jackson, uh, he directed it, yeah. Peter Jackson was yes. like, okay, so when you get stabbed in the back, you have to scream at the top of your lungs because it's a really dramatic moment. And Christopher Lee was like, um, that's not how a man sounds when he's uh, stabbed in the back. Like, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? He says, it, they, they can't shout. They just, it's a puff of air. It's like, <laughs> and that's how in the in the movie during that scene, the, the scream doesn't appear because christopher lee was like no i've witnessed this shit i've probably done this shit <laughs> yeah 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 because <laughs> yeah, uh, he's a military metal right he was yeah, well, yeah yeah he was a military man so yeah, yeah he's he probably knows exactly what it's like when someone gets stabbed in the back yeah. <laughs> or just stabbed anywhere i guess yeah yeah so he's a certified legend and yeah he's definitely the one that i think of whenever i picture dracula is christopher lee's like as you say the bloodshot eyes and the and the fangs that pop into yeah. my head every time yeah. yeah, he's he's very monstrous in in his appearance, and he also uh, in real life he was well over six foot tall. So like in all those movies, he kind of towers over everybody, which makes him even more of this ominous like presence, you know, because he's so much bigger than everybody. Um, yeah, but yeah, no bullshit, guys. Look it up. He did he did fuck he did a metal album, and it's and uh, it's it's amusing. I'm not gonna say it's good, but it's it's amusing. Hear <laughs> this ninety year old british dracula actor like singing a metal version of like just a season to be jolly or whatever the fuck it was it was some fucking i swear to god i gotta look it up now because there's some fucking christmas song that he did it's the season to be jolly is it start like thriller and shit like the beginning and dude like I, I dude it's called a heavy metal christmas and it's an album by christopher lee how many songs Fantastic. are we talking here silent night little drummer boy um let me let me pull it up here. See if I can get the song listing. Wow, you see a, a twisted. Yeah. Christmas okay. Okay. Twist. So uh, so I'm sorry. I was I was kind of right because it, it's not a full album. It's just two songs: Silent Night and Little Drummer Boy. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 
<laughs> That's enough. Uh, yeah, and they're metal. They're fucking metal, dude. Love it. <laughs> and he's like, cheers a season. You know, like he's sorry with his like deep fucking Christopher Lee old man voice. It's amazing. That's badass. <laughs> I know what I, I know what I'm doing this Christmas. Yeah, right. Why wait? I was about to, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say a twisted Christmas by Twisted is usually my metal festive album of choice, but now it might be Christopher Lee's two songs just back to back to back. The twisted. Yeah, well, uh, you, you know, you, you say that, but uh, but uh, <laughs> listen, listen to it first. Yeah, okay. see see how you do with it. I'll um, pull back. It's it's better in concept than it is to actually sit and listen to, uh, in my opinion. Um, but I love it in principle. Out of principle, I love it. Um, but uh, do you think because of um, you know because you've you know are, you're from England because you grew up there? Do you think that's why you like immediately go to Christopher Lee in your mind when when you yeah. think of Dracula? You think it like because British culture kind of created yeah, that image? Yeah, I think so. Like Hammer is such, a, but and also mainly because I'm I'm like horror fan so i was very familiar with hammer movies growing up even though i didn't yeah. watch them all i was you know i was very aware of them because neither of you guys think of christopher lee when you think of dracula do you not first you know, i think of no. him but not first yeah. like but you like bella yeah. lugosi yeah yeah i i think of bella lugosi first and foremost and yeah. probably and we're going to get to this because this is the big one that we didn't get to before um i probably think of gary oldman second only because i love that movie so much mm -hmm. it's my favorite dracula uh, oh, period God. yeah uh so i kind of think of him too but of course lee is more prolific and and more iconic um in the in the dracula role but it's just interesting to see how it differs uh you know between you know uh, uh the states and and england you know because of not just who made the movies but just uh how much it was put out there like i was saying we we knew of the hammer films but we didn't see them as often like on tv or or in video stores whereas i'm guessing in the uk you probably did see them much more frequently they were more readily available i would guess they were or am i, or am I wrong no no they were definitely more readily available but um more they were shown on tv like whenever i went to video stores there wasn't you wouldn't tend to see hammer horror movies to rent mm, okay if it was in the horror section it would be like 80s slashers and not it was not even video nasties or stuff right. like poltergeist and yeah much more modern movies than like 60s and 70s right but but that's when that's when you were because you're you're in your 30s right i'm 40 so you're turn 40 january oh, oh oh happy 40 um okay so yeah you're not that much younger than me but you're like mm. five six years younger so mm. i was just thinking of like what would be on video store shelves at the time that you're talking about you know because that's definitely true here too is you know well at least it was when video stores existed is that they didn't hold they didn't carry a lot of older stuff you know it was mostly like whatever the new shit was you know yeah unless it was like breakfast at tiffany's or something some like revered classic that they would have um but yeah that's why it took me a while to get around to a lot of the hammer horror films because i would read about them in uh like dark side ma magazine and stuff i used to be able to get um that which was like the british fangoria you know yeah it was, was it was dark side right am i remember that correctly probably i've, probably? I've never okay. been able to easily get my heart my hands on horror magazines i wish i'd grown up with that shit i didn't i had to like okay fight to get any kind of horror material anyway i'm almost positive it was called dark side magazine but it was basically the the uk equivalent to fangoria um but they they talked a lot about the hammer horror films and fangoria did too you know they brought them up a lot 
Uh, but it was impossible for me to fucking find them. You know, uh, I, I would have it. It wasn't until like the internet and you could like order anything online that I was finally able to see a lot of these movies. And I think they would have had more of an impact uh, if they weren't so dated at this point. Because you know, you yeah. look back and you watch some of them, and they're and some of them are very dated and very stuffy, um, yeah. and and slow. You know, um, but that's the same. That's the case with all movies from you know. Not just the not just the hammer ones. That's the case with all horror movies from fifties and sixties. And they feel very dated and hokey, you know. Yeah. Um, I think if I had saw them uh when I had a younger age, I might have liked them a little bit a little bit more, you know. So like when I think pre pre internet when it comes to horror movies and stuff like that, yeah, I, I wasn't aware of anything that I that I didn't just have in the stores around me. I, I would never you know, if I saw a trailer, it would be because it was going to be in the cinema, so I couldn't watch yeah. it there because I was too young. It was going to come out on VHS or on TV. So yeah, I can totally understand why it wasn't until yeah the internet and the whole world just became open to us. Yeah. We can order anything from anywhere basically. That yeah, you, you got around to it as a horror fan. Yeah, it was, well, even in like even the '90s, like you know, because I worked at a video store in the '90s and um and had been reading Fangoria and all those magazines for years. Um, and uh, but like with that you know you're just like so engrossed with like other people that are big movie buffs and horror fanatics and everything and even then it was it was still hard for me to find stuff that was like like a john carpenter movies i like fell in love in john, with john carpenter very young but it took me forever to see all of his movies because they were just i couldn't find like i couldn't find prince of darkness you know forever in the 90s i couldn't find it in video stores and that's a that's one of his bigger more well-known movies but couldn't fucking find the thing you know it wasn't until years later when dvds came out and when with the internet and it's like then it was like everything became but even then i remember hunting for a copy of they live on dvd and it was absolutely fucking impossible like it was all these ones that were just like two three hundred dollars if you wanted to get it and now of course you can get it anywhere in multiple different formats you know it's just yeah. how things change absolutely i <clears throat> so, so um, even though they were readily readily available i didn't grow up watching them <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah iconic but yeah <laughs> but yeah it, it takes time you know like uh, you know, I was this huge Carpenter fan, and I was just trying to hunt down these movies, and it was wasn't easy. Uh, but now it's very easy, so we're very lucky for that. Like, like we were talking about Blood for Dracula uh, recently. Like, it took me forever to find copies of that of that and Flesh for Frankenstein that were reasonably priced because it was just out of print for the longest time. Uh, but don't worry, kids, you can now get it very easily. Um, anyway, the click uh, of the button, feel- in fact. Click of the button. Anyway, this is just an old man rant on the side. I feel like I, I feel like I've babbled on about this. No, um, no, no, no. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, just in like looking at all these, like we just talked about, there's nine Christopher Lee vampire movies. Like, I want, yeah. like these. I'm looking at this list. There's, I want to watch some of these that I haven't even heard of. So, um, they weren't available to me at the time either. So now I want, yeah. I want to try yeah. some of these other ones that I haven't seen yet. Yeah, meanwhile, we had like all of these really just dog shit fucking vampire movies that we could see very easily. Some of them that even tried to include Dracula, like Dracula 2000. You guys remember that piece of shit? Yeah. Oh my God, that movie's fucking horrible. I couldn't even make it through it. Couldn't even make it through it. Um, Yeah, it came out in like late 90s. And it's, um, isn't it like it's Gerald Butler plays fucking Dracula in it? I have never seen that. I don't think I've watched yeah, the whole thing either, dude. But yeah, you're, yeah, you're not missing anything. <laughs> it's pretty fucking awful. Um, anywho, 
Uh, okay, I mean, so unless we... there's any notable ones in the eighties, um, I guess it's the classic for us. No, no, because because um, I think with the eighties, that's when we really started to see like this kind of shift away from Dracula in cinema, where it was still wanted to do vampires, but they were like, let's reinvent it, let's do different things. So we got stuff like Near Dark and Fright Night and The Lost Boys and all of these badass vampire movies that are great, uh, but they don't have anything to do with Dracula necessarily. Um, and I don't know if that was like, I, I, I don't know if that's necessarily where the whole sunlight will kill, kill vampires thing came from, but I think that's when we started to see it. And it was more uh, prevalent is like, you know, like, are you, are you going to disagree? Do you think there was other ones? I was going to say Franklin um, Geller's one. He's, he's allergic to sunlight. That's yeah. yeah he, he can definitely die from it in that. Right. I'm not saying he does. I'm just saying he can right okay yeah yeah because because yeah because it's like over time things just you know the the so-called rules change you know um because you see that a lot in these movies but uh uh like yeah the only dracula i can remember from the 80s was in monster squad that's the one that comes to mind yeah Yeah. he's a really good dracula though yeah Yeah. he's mean genuinely menacing yeah. yeah, he's menacing. He's he's like he's really got the look down. He he looks like he's doing Christopher Lee very like like throughout the movie. Um uh but yeah, I think he's a I, I can't remember the guy's name. I'll look it up right now. Um but I thought he was a, a wonderful Dracula, very very classic Dracula. Yeah, I agree. Michelle introduced me to that. I didn't grow up with that movie, even though I remember seeing the poster of it in in the in the video store. But like, as soon as I was able to get over here, it was fifteen rated movies rather than R. I wanted to go for like the genuinely scary stuff, and that did look a little bit goofy. So it was only in the last year or so that I got to watch it, and it's great fun. It's, really it's awesome. It's great. That. Yeah. Um. I I grew up with that movie. John Wayne. Did you? Oh yeah, absolutely. I watched a billion yeah. times as a kid. I th- I thought so. I thought we had talked about it. Um. Yeah, that was that was like the fucking movie when I was a kid. Like that was basically the Goonies for the kids who really loved horror. You know, it was like the same type of thing. Um, and, and by the way, it's it's I could I know I'm going to butcher his last name, but it's uh, Duncan Rager uh, played Count Dracula. I, I don't remember seeing him in anything else but this movie. I'm sure he did other movies. I'm not trying to insult the guy, but I don't know other than this. But he was fucking awesome in Dracula. Slick back hair. He had the fucking cloak. He had the fucking sweet uh, hearse with this fucking chrome skull hood ornament, dude. <laughs> You'll still see like uh, at horror conventions on any given weekend at least one person who has a t-shirt on that says Wolfman's got nards. I mean, today, oh yeah, day. Yeah. Like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, absolutely. Uh, it's definitely left its indelible mark on on us. Absolutely, absolutely a lasting legacy. And it's funny because that's one of those movies that didn't do so well when it came out, but became this beloved cult classic because of like being on TV reruns and and VHS. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of movies that were like that at the time, like Big Trouble in Little China. That was a, that fucking bombed when it yeah. came out, and then it became this cult classic because people watched it so much on VHS and stuff. Uh, Monster Squad was the same thing. Monster Squad got a lot of flack because um, it was kind of targeted towards kids, you know, kids that were like between the ages of 10 and 14 or something. But at the same time, they didn't hold back on the horror and they didn't hold back on like profanity and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, Fred Decker, who who made the movie, 
you know, he was like, well, that is how kids talk. They do curse at each other. They do call each other bad names. Yeah. And they, you know, but he got in trouble for that with the movie because they people were like, well, what, who is this fucking marketed to? Because it's too extreme for kids, but all the main characters are kids. But it worked for us. Yeah. We were the kids in the 80s. We loved it. We fucking yeah. loved it. But adults were just, they just didn't get it. They just didn't fucking get it. You know? Man, parents just don't understand, dude. Right? You know it, dude. You know it. <laughs> A wise man once said. <laughs> parents just don't understand. And then he smacked your fucking face. Smacked the shit out of you. Smacked the shit out of you. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um, Okay, so we want. I think we should get to uh, uh, the uh, Francis Ford Coppola now, the sure. absolute don of Dracula movies. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, the banger. Um, yes, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, uh, and I think it was a while that he was trying to put all this together. But he finally came out with, um, uh, you know, Bram Stoker's Dracula, which they deliberately called it that because. Um, you know, there was more along the lines of of the novel than a lot of the other representations that we saw before it. Um, you know, it's stuck close, more closely to the book. Uh, it came out in 1992, and it, this was a huge, huge deal for me personally. Uh, this movie just blew my fucking mind. You know, I was like 14, 15 when it came out, and. I saw it many, many, many times in the theater. I would just go and see it again and again. Um, do you guys remember when you first saw it? I didn't see it when uh, that was like, uh, you know, I wasn't allowed to go see movies like that even then probably or whatever. But right. I didn't see it till like, it came out on, uh, on uh, I guess, video or DVD like years later when I first yeah. got to see I, it. I, sorry, bro. Um, that was it. I, I got to watch it when it came out on what we called Sky Television, uh, which is like satellite TV. Mm. Um, when my folks got that, it just meant that, like, yeah, all the horror movies that I wanted to see, um, but was too young and I couldn't get rented for me, were just all available to me as long as I recorded something else that was less suspicious beforehand and let the recording run on afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I probably did that with 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 Bram Stoker's Dracula. I should think. Um, always loved it. I've seen it multiple times. It's uh, absolutely fantastic. Like, yeah, it's fantastic. Like, yeah. So I got to see it um, when I was able to like record things on satellite tv essentially rather than being you know rented because i was nine years old when this came out but i've i've always absolutely loved it and i think it's the best like completely overblown big budget like sprawling horror film mm -hmm. that, that i've ever seen i think everything yeah. is like cranked up to 11 like it's yeah it's it's fantastic from start to finish it really is um uh, just to tell the listeners um this was a star studded cast um you had gary oldman playing dracula you had anthony hopkins as van helsing <clears throat> and uh carrie elways who was you know very popular at the time because of the princess pride uh he's in it he plays arthur uh Hollenwood. tom waits plays renfeld which is yeah. amazing it's amazing you know uh you've got richard e grant uh as uh, dr john seward and uh, probably the the most controversial uh, people that are that are in it are Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves, and the reason they were controversial is they're absolutely fucking terrible in this movie, particularly <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Um, now, now I love Keanu. I'm not trying to bash the guy. I think he's a genuine cool dude. I love Bill and Ted and all that, 
but he's not the greatest actor. Uh, and he particularly wasn't the greatest actor when he was only 20 years old and he was trying to do a British accent. Um, it's it's the worst British accent I think I've ever heard in my life. You know, yeah, it is um, terrible. <laughs> and when and Winona Ryder is not so good either, but but he makes her look better because he's that fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and Coppola, a lot of people were like, "Why the fuck did you put these two in this? They can't even do a British accent." He's he's totally wooden in that movie. Keanu Reeves. I mean, he's pretty much wooden in everything. But um, and but the reason was is that both of those those actors were young they were like in their early 20s and they were very hip um and you know teens the gen xers that you know were teens at the time we all loved those two actors and so he wanted to appeal to the younger audience as well as the adult audience and that's why he cast them in the roles uh that is i think are their performances are i think are the only drawbacks particularly keanu like winona's not too bad uh in it uh, a lot of people dunk on her for that movie, but I don't think she's that horrible. It's really Keanu that kind of is just painful in it. Uh, yeah, would, would um, you she guys agree? Make me laugh when she's speaking, but Keanu yeah. Reeves, every line that he says is hilarious. I really, it wish, is. I really wish I could remember someone. The bastard he calls him. At one point. <laughs> I was it's trying just... to think if there'd be anyone else who could have who they could have taken instead of Keanu Reeves. Um, wouldn't Leonardo DiCaprio have been around the right age at the time? I don't know if he was that necessarily like. I don't think he was really a thing yet. I think no. he, like you didn't really see much of him until like Gilbert Grape, and that was a few years later. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. This well, was this was ninety. Then. Yeah, this was like 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 Dracula. This this one that was from this was ninety two. Whereas like Titanic, that was ninety seven. You know, so it was right. like yeah yeah. So yeah, uh, so DiCaprio wasn't big, but they could have done like Johnny Depp or something. He was hot shit at the time. He was like the young hot actor. In 92, he had 21 Jump Street and Edward Scissorhands and all that shit right around that time. Right. Could have done him, but uh, they they went with uh, Keanu. Um, uh, so, yeah, otherwise the movie probably would have been the perfect fucking movie, if not for him. Because <laughs> it is it is a, a star-studded cast. It's uh, Gary Oldman is a fucking revelation as Dracula. He is amazing as Dracula. Anthony Hopkins is great as um, uh, uh, Van Helsing. He's got a little bit of humor to the character, which we never really saw before in that character. He's he's kind of funny in it, um, but uh, but awesome. But really, it's it's all about um, Gary Oldman. He steals the show in this fucking movie. Yeah, absolutely. From from the opening scene, which is incredible, showing yes. the origin story. Of, it's amazing, uh, Dracula. Yeah, when he yeah. announces God and that armor that he's wearing, which yeah, it's so like, fucking pimping, like, almost like body horror, like flesh part of yeah. his own actual body. Yeah, yeah it looks it looks like, like, like yeah, muscle it, tissue. Yeah, like muscle. Yeah, it, it's like yeah. he looks skinned almost, but it's armor. Yeah, yeah. When he jams the sword through the center of the crucifix and blood like pisses yeah. out all over the oh. And the fucking music, that incredible score, that uh for that soundtrack. Oh my god. That was yeah. like one of the first film scores that I ever had. I had that and like and uh Halloween, you know, I had that. But um that was like one of the first ones because I was just like, man, this music's fucking insane. And of course now I love film scores, but that was like a new concept to me when I was like 15 when this movie came out. Uh but I also remember I was dating this girl at the time that was really into uh horror and stuff as well and like we would 
go and we saw the movie together and then we went back and would watch it and like make out during like all of like the blood drinking scenes and stuff like we were just <laughs> so all about it just these wannabe vampires you know 15 year old like nice. fucking you know heavy metal goth fucking kids you know um yeah so i i love that movie for many reasons one is i have these very fond memories of of it coming out and i yeah and how much it it in influenced me and really made that's the movie that made me love dracula really is that movie because i was aware of dracula i had you know toys and stuff as a kid uh but all of the stuff that came before that because like we were saying in the 80s we didn't really have much of a dracula um we didn't have the, those dracula movies so all of the stuff you know to a 15 year old kid all that stuff from like the 60s and everything that was ancient to me as a 15 year old now i'm older and i can appreciate older stuff but as a kid you're just like ah, that's that's old so this was just like holy shit this guy's this fucking dracula is insane you know this is my dracula this yeah that's that's really that's really it, it he's yeah. he's really like gen x's dracula it's like he he's ours yeah um that's you, you totally nailed it john yeah he's he's ours um uh gold uh gary oldman also i i thought this was interesting like he took um uh singing lessons so to because he wanted to learn how to lower his voice an octave mm -hmm. and you and like so when he's like the older dracula he has that incredibly deep voice you know it's it's so cool sounding that was good yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> thanks <laughs> but yeah like he, he's so fucking good in the, in the role um and that's makes it all the sadder when you see these scenes with keanu because like he's just oldman is just fucking acting circles around that poor little bastard you know <laughs> <laughs> he's so incredible in the movie it's one of like, the best performances ever you know like in a way that almost makes that some of those scenes pretty good just in that keanu reeves does seem so out of his depth right to be it almost does amp up that you know the terror of gary that oldman's dracula that is a good point. Yeah, because yeah. um because you know he plays Jonathan Harker and Harker is very much out of his element. He's in this castle in the middle of nowhere with this old weirdo. And so that is true. It does kind of work in the sense that he's like super nervous mm. or he's supposed to be. So, yeah, I guess it does kind of work in in that sense. Yeah. yeah. There's all sorts of good bits of trivia um about that film. My favorite one was that uh, Gary Oldman explained that when he uh, read the script, he decided he was going to do it because he wanted to know what it felt like to say that line uh I've I've crossed oceans of time to find you. Find you. Yeah. Something like that. I've crossed oceans of oceans of time for you. Yeah. What yeah. a line. Yeah. Apparently that was the reason that he he claims he took up the yeah. this <laughs> Yeah. And and you know what was great too is that it was also a you know, not not only did it stick more to the to the novel, but it, it was and I think that's why it was it was kind of a return to form for Dracula. Like he did stuff in it that he hadn't been doing for most of his cinematic career. You know, like the scene where he like you know, he suddenly turns into a hundred rats and they just that's scatter so away. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That whole like, all, scene. Oh man, yeah. when he becomes all the, the really monstrous Dracula. Yeah, they're like the winged greenish Dracula. But like he does all that shape-shifting stuff. You know, he turns into mist, he turns into like a wolf and all that stuff. Uh and like that was one of like the big Dracula powers that you don't see other vampires do. And you didn't even see Dracula do all that much uh, in, in all the other movies that came before it, you know? Uh I mean, when you think about it, like, you know, that, um, like he can do these things, but you don't, uh, 
you know, like with like with like you know, even going back to like the Bela Lugosi and all that, you don't you don't see him as like a a werewolf version of Dracula, mm-hmm. which we get in this. You don't see him turn into a bunch of rats. You know, it's not even mentioned. You know, so yeah, a really good werewolf version of Dracula in this as well. Yeah, like that, yeah. that whole scene, the like, I suppose it's essentially a rape scene um, yeah. in the in the gardens. It looks incredible, just like this muscle bound hulking beast. Like yeah. it's all yeah. Yeah, it's badass. And yeah, and and like like you said, he's on top of Lucy in the fucking cemetery. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's rape rape like, but she's like into it because she's yeah. like under his spell, and it's fucking insane. Such a good good scene. Um, and and she's she's fucking crazy too. Like when she becomes uh, when Lucy becomes a vampire, and she's like carrying the baby down into her crypt and everything. So fucking chilling and scary. Yeah, and apparently uh, we, she terrified the kid in that it took yeah. multiple takes and they had to like convince the kid to go back to her because she's wearing yeah. that weird like white dress isn't she yeah she's, she's fucking fire in it she's scary as hell yeah yeah i, I remember that too like because the i in like a behind the scenes thing she's holding the baby and the baby's going nuts and screaming and she just drops it and like you don't see the baby hit the ground but she just drops the fucking <laughs> baby when when like when the guys like enter the crypt she turns around just drops it and apparently what they did off camera is like the mother of the child was right underneath off camera to catch the baby. Oh my you know, God. Because she just fucking drops the baby. You see it in the, in the fucking films, just boom, just drops it. So the mother was waiting. The mother was waiting to catch the kids. So the kid was fine, but it's, it's, I, I totally noticed it. Cause like, it's one of the scenes in the movie that really stand out. It's like, dude, she just fucking dropped the baby on the fucking <laughs> the floor of the tomb. You know, you just see the baby crying and then just boom, just drops the fucking bastard. Baby's bounce though, right? I mean, you know, the thing. Yeah, as long as, yeah I, th- I thought that's what the, that was the rule. Like, as long as you get them on the first bounce, you're okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, right. The second one, they splat. Yes, that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, apparently, uh, another one that I liked was the you know the blue flame that the um, carriage goes through at the beginning. That's yeah. the only optical effect in the whole film. Isn't that there amazing? There was no like post production or anything. Uh, yeah. Francis Ford Coppola was just like, no, don't want any tr- like special effects or computers or anything like that. It's all practical. So cool. practical. Yeah. yeah, it's all practical effects and use of light and color. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's fucking rad. Um, so yeah, that's that's the one. Like, if I if if I met someone who had never seen anything about Dracula or anything, had no no concept, I'd be like, you must watch this one. You know, and in a way, I think it would spoil all the other ones for them. Uh, but which it did for me okay which yeah with that so i can understand that where you're not like that into the dracula stuff because that that was like your first real exposure to it yeah and i genuinely love that film you know i was saying i'm not very much into dracula like bram stoker's dracula by francis Ford coppola uh, incredible yeah, yeah. Masterpiece. Like it's, it's masterpiece. Every, every halloween pretty much i'll watch that it's so perfect yeah. for the season yeah john wayne how do you feel is that do you have a favorite dracula movie uh, that would have to be Dracula for sure. You, you guys are absolutely right. I agree. Yeah, hundred ten percent. Um, you know, vampire. I dusk, dusk till dawn just always comes into my mind. Even when somebody says Dracula, I go dusk till dawn. But it's not. It's a vampire movie. Yeah. So, uh, no, you're right. Bram Stoker's Dracula would be the one to go to. Um, it's it's not even like uh, it, yeah. It's just like you said. It's near perfect. It doesn't fuck the story up at all. It's it's you see all the powers you see all the where he actually comes from now that's the one yeah yeah i i think it's the best um and in in talking about how it uh plays off of the novel more than the movies that preceded it um it even goes so far as to have like the characters narrating some of the excerpts 
from the novel mm -hmm. because as we discussed on the previous show the novel is written from the point of view of various characters it's a lot of letters and things like that um so you hear like keanu narrating some of his letters to uh to you know mia winona writer and you hear her diary like entries she's writing in her diary this is all stuff that's taken directly from the book so it it gives it more of that authenticity i don't know if that if that was necessarily uh necessary for the movie but it it gives it that that more like authentic feel like they were really striving to make it as much like the source material as possible yeah absolutely very cool and tom waits is fucking great in, in yeah. it. i mean that is it, cool <laughs> I, I mean, I love Tom Waits' music. I've, I've always oh, yeah. have. He's fucking great. Uh, but he's he's exceptional in that role as, of, as Renfield. Like he's, I've seen him in other movies, and it's just he always seems like he's Tom Waits to me in other movies. It just seems like he's playing himself in a way. But in this, he's like really in it. He's in that weird fucking straight jacket where he's like chained to the ceiling and everything, mm. and he's just yelling out the window, "Master, you promised me, darling." Like he's just fucking amazing at it he's doesn't great. he wear like metal things on his fingers at one point yeah yeah like, what's that all about it's so cool but i don't know it's, what yeah about. it's it, i i know it's cool looking but it i think it's supposed to be some kind of contraption to keep him from opening his hands and like strangling people or something i yeah. think that they're, they're kind of bindings because he's in the he's in the asylum through the whole movie um mm. and so like i think that's what they're supposed to be but yeah they're so weird looking they, they, they're like these weird fucking like steampunk gloves or something that he's wearing yeah yeah legend yeah awesome all right so go um one more that that i guess i guess we have to talk about <laughs> i guess um is you you brought up uh in a in a text earlier uh jonathan you brought up uh leslie nielsen uh dracula dead and loving it oh i thought it was another one's two more Oh, is there another one? What other one? It certainly need? is. The most recent one. The first episode of which I really oh, that, liked. And oh, oh, dude, you ain't getting away with not mentioning the BBC right. version. Okay. <laughs> you, we, we, can, we can talk about it. I don't know much about it because I, I really didn't care for it. Um, but yeah, well, I guess we should discuss that too. But let's save that because it's newer. Uh -huh. uh, let's let's do, while we're on Bram Stoker's Dracula, I think we should do Bram, uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It because that came out... Um, uh, uh like maybe like five years after bram stoker's record and they're clearly making yeah. fun of that version yeah it's, yeah, yeah. It's, there's, it's there's totally, direct references yeah it's a yeah. yeah it's totally a parody of that version even with leslie neil and nielsen having those those that weird double bun <laughs> man bun fucking hair you know and everything yeah. um which turns out to be a hat because he hangs it on his hat <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's that's the thing is this movie is uh it's a mel brooks movie you know who gave us uh you know, space falls and blazing saddles so it's you know obviously it's a it's a comedy and it stars Leslie nielsen and you know he was uh at the time like the comedic actor after the naked gun movies and all of that mm. um so i remember being really excited about this movie coming out uh, and i remember like thinking it was going to be great because i love the naked gun movies i love them i love police squad all of that um i think Leslie nielsen's hilarious um and i love I love some Mel Brooks' stuff, uh, but in the 90s, like, I loved his stuff because the stuff that came before this was Blazing Saddles and, and the producers and a lot of the stuff that of his that is really good. Whereas once he got into the 90s, it was it just became very, very slapstick. Um, and, I th and when I saw Dracula Dead and Loving It, 
I was kind of disappointed because I was that kind of more the newer Mel Brooks that wasn't quite as witty and was more just kind of like people falling down stairs and getting caught in cobwebs and shit like that. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Because I haven't seen it in a long time. I might have to revisit it. Um, how do you guys feel about that one? Man, I, I own it, but I haven't seen it in forever. I just remember like thinking it's hilarious is like whatever but i can't uh, we have to go to you jonathan because you just saw it today right i i haven't finished it i'm halfway through it yeah i just did it on my lunch break and a little bit just before this but um it's so corny it is very very corny corny. um but i've been pleasantly surprised to realize that i can still appreciate a bit of that humor um part of that's probably nostalgia because i was a kid i used to love robin hood men in tights as well but that's very much as you say the 90s mel brooks because maybe that was my era when i was more aware of it and maybe it is just a time that's moved on but anyway there's a couple of funny bits like um (laughs) when when leslie nielsen's dracula uh is he's just signed the papers from jonathan harker or in fact he, he ends up being renfield in this one yeah um he gets a paper cut um as uh, you know jonathan harker cuts himself in that but like it's squirting blood all over the place and leslie nielsen's going <laughs> and he's licking his face and like <laughs> and when he bites lucy's uh neck he's got his cape over him but you can hear you can hear like the sound of someone sucking like coke through a straw yeah. <laughs> and then and lapping like a cat yeah. <laughs> in a bowl it's really really stupid but like yeah, it, it's kind it's of entertaining fun. at the same time yeah but, but yeah, it's like um, you mentioned the the Robin Hood men in tights like that. That was really corny to me, too. Yeah. Um, but that but then like you go backwards, like it, it, I think that's one of the reasons that I expected more from the Dracula Dead and Loving It is because I loved young Frankenstein so much. That movie's really fucking funny. That's yeah. a good that's a good Mel Brooks horror comedy, uh, whereas Dracula Dead and Loving It, it felt almost like overly corny, overly slapstick, very um I don't know, almost phoned in, like the jokes are kind of, you know, well, uh, but they're, they're, very, they're very one-to-one, like from the, the parody-wise, like in Dead and Loving It, it's like, this happened, like we just talked about the hair, the hair, you know, it's like, it's one-to-one, whereas like, Young Frankenstein is like kind of its own story, I guess, like, I don't know, it's... I think that's the same with Prince uh, yeah. Men in Tights, you're right, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Like direct parodies of other films, whereas Blazing Saddles, not so much, and... Same yeah, Bla- yeah, Blazing Saddles was more like a parody of a genre, uh, and and I, and I see what John Wayne is saying too with Young Frankenstein because it's not exactly the Frankenstein story; mm-hmm. it's kind of like a spinoff of that and a parody of not just Frankenstein, but a parody of like the, old the universal horror. Yeah, yeah, and, and just universal horror films. I think you know it, it kind of parodies a lot of them. Um, and that's a really funny movie, whereas Dracula Dead and Loving It, I think, is very forgettable. Yeah. So, so I'm glad we brought it up since it's not even worth talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's making me giggle. <laughs> I do remember one thing about it that made me laugh is there's a scene, the scene where they go and they kill Lucy in the crypt. I don't know if you've gotten to that yet. I remember but, it vividly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was kind of funny because they go and they're like, it's like, okay, you got to stake her through the heart. And then, like, you know, uh, Mel Brooks plays Van Helsing. And the guy goes, sticks through the heart, and Van Helsing, like, hides behind a, a pillar. He's like, okay, hit her now. Because, like, he hits her, and the fucking blood is out of control. It just goes all over the fucking place. And he's like, what the fuck? And, yeah, and Van Helsing's like, well, she just ate. So, yeah, she's full of blood. <laughs> <laughs> he hits her again with the stick. 
And he ends up and says, okay, she's almost dead. And he's like, she's dead enough because he's just like covered in fucking gore. And Van Helsing's like, oh yeah, we should have put some newspapers down. You know, it's like it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Uh, but even even Leslie Nielsen, who was able to carry a lot of bad movies in the nineties, just he was so funny that he made movies like Wrongfully Accused and Mr. Magoo almost watchable, uh, just because he's so funny. Uh, I just I couldn't I couldn't get into the Dracula one. But I don't know. Maybe I need to revisit it. I don't think you do. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I remember really not liking it when it came yeah, out. Stick but... with Naked Gun and Police Squad and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, the Zucker Brothers, man. That's that's the good stuff. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Now we're going to talk about uh the the BBC Dracula that was on Netflix. Uh, came out like what two years ago, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty recent. Uh, John Wayne. Do you know the one we're talking about? I didn't watch it. I heard of it. Okay, you you okay, you didn't watch, but you know of it. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh-huh. they did this kind of like modern Dracula where they told the story but they put it in more modern day um not 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 a not modern day setting but a more modern um what's the word I'm looking for? This is got the modern zeitgeist is is, is the zeitgeist. Through it for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. that's more of what I was going for. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I really liked the film. I'm sorry, I was just going to say before we get into it that I watched like one and a half episodes, if that. I think, I know I watched the first one, and I don't know if I, I can't remember if I even gave it a chance after that, but I know I abandoned it pretty quickly because I really disliked it. Um, but you, you've watched it all, you know more about it, so why don't you uh, tell us, Jonathan? Well, I, I liked the first episode. Um, I didn't particularly care for the second two, I must admit. Mm. They had good elements to them. It sort of sprawls across a couple of generations um yeah. so it's able to tell the story from uh, almost like the the time when it's originally supposed to be set or at least it looks that way as far as i remember it in like the dank castle and stuff um up to very much modern day and the first one i don't remember it that clearly um i must admit but i remember being entertained by thinking how much some of these aspects will piss off um purists and yeah, uh, yeah. I, ha- I hate to say it like anti-wokers because the whole thing just amuses me i very rarely yeah. have um, have a dog in in any of these these races about you know current contemporary culture and old culture and stuff like that but i just thought the curmudgeons are going to be watching this and just yeah. thinking what how can how can you have like Dracula being treated like a dog by a bunch of nuns and stuff like this? Well, I was thinking they've really gone for it. They've pissed people well, off. Great. Yeah, uh, they have, um, and, and me included. Uh, but, <laughs> but but here's the thing with it: with what I what I got from it is like it 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 very much deviates from the source material, and that's fine. So many Dracula movies do. You know, they don't need to be exactly like the the novel. Uh, so that I did not have a problem with them deviating from that, but the wokeness um, feels very shoved down your throat. It's like there's a difference between being woke and being like, okay, there's you know we've re- redoing in this old story, but we're going to have you know some of the white characters be black characters now. That's fine, you know, like uh, that's a wokeness that I'm fine with. Uh, but then there's being insufferably woke, where it, where it all feels so forced, like that they're trying to deliberately trying to appeal to the woke crowd uh and like 
you know, like we must have every possible race represented, every sexuality, every gender. We must be so sensitive to everything that it becomes unbearable for me to watch it. I'm like, oh my God, I get it. You're so enlightened. You're so much better than everyone else. We get it. It's like, it's just, that's just where I, I draw the line. And that's what I got from this fucking thing. You know, and it's like, oh, the, you know, Van Helsing's a woman. And blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to be like, God damn it, Van Helsing must be a man always. Blah. You know, like, I'm not one of those. I'm not like the guy who boycotts Ghostbusters because they did one with a bunch of girls in it. No, boycott I, it because it sucked. Boycott it because it sucks. <laughs> or boycott it because, like, I don't need any more Ghostbusters movies. They just came out with that Afterlife one after that. And I didn't want bother watching that either because I I don't care. I don't want to watch it. I like the old Ghostbusters. I don't want any more new ones. Um, but anyway, that was why I abandoned it. Uh, I didn't think it was poorly made, uh, but the 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 amount of changes to to everything, like they, they changed Renfield, they changed Van Helsing, they changed so much um, that it didn't feel like Dracula anyway. It just felt like a different vampire story, but it also just felt hyper insufferably woke, and I just left it because I didn't get anything from it. See, um, I I think I I I don't disagree with with your views on how much of a subversion it was. I think the reason that it entertained me was because it felt like a very knowing subversion. It didn't to me feel like it was trying to be hypersensitive to these other people. It didn't feel like it was tiptoeing around things. It almost felt like a massive fuck you. Like the the opening scene, the very introduction, just before the opening credits, um, you, is um, Jonathan Harker or whatever the character's called in this version um, has has returned from uh, Castle Dracula, and the last question before the credits roll is, "Did you have sex with Count Dracula?" Right, right. <laughs> I was yeah. like, they are just going for this in in the most um, overt way possible and when i approached it from that sort of perspective i was entertained throughout the whole of that that first episode and and that you know each one is its own story so it didn't matter that i didn't particularly enjoy the second two um because the first one was thoroughly entertaining and it surprised me by how um dark and how unpleasant some of the the, the moments were in it there are moments of genuine horror um the undead creatures that they find within the castle are ghastly. They are yes. really unpleasant, rotten, quite terrifying creatures. Yes, I, I do remember. And, and and by the way, a minute ago, I said they, they changed the Renfield character, but actually it's Jonathan Harker, I believe, right? Isn't it? It's Jonathan Harker. I think uh, so. The, the one that like he's recanting his story like in the first episode. Um, yeah. So like he goes, but he comes back and he's basically, he's a vampire. Whereas in... You know, the the other original versions, neither of those characters really become a vampire. Um, yeah, but he's like but, a dis diseased, decrepit yes. one who's been infected rather yes, than like yes. this, this menacing, you know, villain. Yeah, he, he doesn't have any like power. Really... Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's very, it's very much like a curse. And that was another thing that I think some other people complained about was that it was almost like, are they trying to do some kind of, um, comparison of vampirism to like having aids or something because like I it's so. I, I, yeah i didn't think that either but this is something i know other people complained about because mm. like he he goes and he meets dracula he, he gets infected and then and then he's like slowly rotting away like he has all these sores on him he's really pale and they, and they're immediately asking him if he had gay sex with dracula 
you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's where people got the whole, like, is this supposed to be like an AIDS thing? You know, I don't know. Maybe um, if it was written during the nineties and not by two gay men, um, right. I, you know, I, I could possibly see but, the validity to that. But sure. that, but that's the, but that, that doesn't change that though. Like the fact that it's written by two gay men, uh, maybe they, maybe that, that they were deliberately doing that. Maybe they were kind of comparing it to AIDS because AIDS was such a horror for the gay community. So it's like, not necessarily, they're not, it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing that they're saying that they're kind of comparing the two. It's not a bigoted thing, I don't think. It's just something that people commented on. Yeah. Um, on, on to other stuff about it. I thought the Dracula was pretty good, didn't it? Um, my one complaint was something that was completely unavoidable because the actor looked like an ex-prime minister of, of the UK. How <laughs> did it? Looked like, but yeah, this this um, weird-looking chap called Gordon Brown, who was briefly mm. prime minister here. But um, I thought that his really smug veneer was mm. excellent. Um, I thought that he he yeah he he played it pretty well. Um, and I also like the Van Helsing character. I think she's a brilliant actress. Um, I don't, uh, you know, that was another aspect that I just thought they've, you know, they've twisted this around and, and, and it's very self-aware of the mm. fact that it is completely different as well. Um, some of her lines were, were, were very, very cool. I would say, yeah, if, if people want to see a modern Dracula, maybe don't bother following up the, the second two episodes if, if you're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, unless you're absolutely in love with it. But I would definitely say that the first episode is well worth a watch. Mm. I disagree. I didn't like it, but that's okay. Um, but it did, but you're right. Like the, the, the ghouls in it, in the castle are really frightening. It does have a good amount of gore. And I don't think anyone was a particularly... Uh, I don't think the actors were bad or anything like that. It's just I didn't care for the story and the direction it went went to. I didn't see. Uh, I don't want to say I didn't see a point to it, uh, but it's it's kind of like that in the sense that I was just like, what am I even watching here? I'm I'm not getting anything from this. It just felt like they were just deliberately trying to add all these hot topic, social political um, commentary to this classic story, and as a result, to me, it fucked it up. Do you think you'd have felt um, similarly vitriolic if it hadn't called itself Dracula and it had just been separate to, you know, that 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 classic uh, tales? No, I don't think so. I think it, I, because uh, I'm I am very open to different versions of Dracula, like all the ones that we just discussed. I mean, so many of them vary so vastly. Uh, so it's not that I was like, like you know, don't touch my Dracula, like that type of thing. Uh, I'm fine with them making changes. It was. It was the nature of the changes. It was the fact that it felt like it was trying to be so socially conscious uh, mm -hmm. that I, I know you didn't get the same feel from it, but I did. I felt like it was uh, like trying to push an agenda. And I, that really bothers me. And, and, and no matter what the agenda is, like, I don't want to be preached to when I'm when I'm watching a fucking vampire movie. You know, I just mm -hmm. want to have enjoy it. I want to be scared. I want to have fun, laugh something. I don't want to be like taught some social message, you know, yeah, what, whatever that, whatever that message may, may be. Yeah. <clears throat> I do hate it when things hit you over the head. All it, yeah. That kind of I stuff. generally do as well, for sure. Yeah. I would be curious, gentlemen, to see what you think of it. Uh, because well, you're not, you're not I, really, you're not really selling it to me. Chris. But Jonathan is. Like, <laughs> I know that's no, the thing. Like, I'm like, yeah, uh, but it's not know. the Jonathan, Chris, and John Wayne show. It's the Chris and John Wayne show. So um, I don't know, man. But you got you both make good points. So I don't yes. know. Yes. Maybe I'll watch it and report back. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I like I like like I was saying, I don't necessarily recommend it, but I, I'm just curious because uh Jonathan and I have such vastly different views on this one. Uh whereas for the most of it, like all these other ones we've talked about, we all three of us genuine generally agree, like on the other movies, but this one was very divisive. So <laughs> what is it on? Netflix? Yeah, you can watch it on Netflix. And it's just called Dracula, but it's a it's like yeah, like uh, three parts, but they're all, okay. but they're really long. They're all like movie length. You know, each each episode oh, is like ninety okay. minutes. Yeah, uh, I only watched the first one. I I don't think I even toyed with the second one because I really didn't care for it. But anyway, we'll have to see, we'll have to see what I think. Because I did have other. The reason I even gave it a chance is because I had other friends in the horror community that that really liked it and told me to check it out. And then I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Why are you my friends?" <laughs> like, yeah. yeah <laughs> They're dead now, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. Um... <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Damn, that was a sprawling conversation of Dracula. I think. Yeah that 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 was a long overtime. Uh, but he is the king of the monsters, and yeah, uh, do. Yeah. What? Got to give him his due. Yeah, you do. Um. So yeah, we had to a lot to discuss, and also we just love talking with Jonathan Butcher. He's yeah. one of our favorite guests. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, and one of my mothers as well. Maza, mm -hmm. thank you, Jonathan. Oh, thanks for out. thanks for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I always send her your love. Um, thanks for talking with us again, man, for for a while here and and dealing with our bullshit. But you're a good man, and we uh, we love you very much. No, well, feelings mutual. You know, I'm always happy to come on. Heck yeah, Chris. Uh, yeah, I think I think that uh, concludes it. I think that's uh, another monsters episode in the can the can indeed mm. can can i don't even know can. what we're doing goodbye <laughs> bye <laughs> bye <laughs>